This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishna Nose. Very good morning, Jai Shri Krishna Guru. Thank you for joining Shri Guru Charitra Parayan. Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha, Om Shri Ganeshaya Namaha, Om Shri Saraswataya Namaha, Om Shri Guru Dattatre Namaha, Om Shri Mahalakshmi Namaha, Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Devo Maheshwaraha, Guru Sakshat Parabrahma, Dasmai Shri Guru Ve Namaha, Shri Guru Charitra Parayan. Today we'll begin with a new chapter that is reasons behind Shri Hari's incarnations. This chapter describes how Lord Shri Hari, in order to save his devotee King Ambrisha from the wrath of sage Durvasa, draws upon himself the curse which Durvasa intended to pronounce against Ambrisha. As a result of Durvasa's curse, Shri Hari had to take repeated incarnations on earth which in a way was the greatest blessing to this world. Namdarak prayed to Siddha Yogi to accept him as his disciple. He pleaded, pray, enlighten me more and fully on Guru Leelas. Also, let me know about your way of life, what type of food you take, etc. The Siddha Yogi said, Unceasing remembrance of Gurunath's glory, chanting of his Gurunath's name, and reading and rereading Parayana of Guru Charitra, which recounts the Leelas of Gurunath, are my sole sustenance and very way of life. How beautiful it is. See, it is very important why we have to continue to studying or reading the scriptures and leelas and stories of the lives of the saints and the sages because that is what will help us redeem our karma and also purify our heart and our mind and will show us the path of righteousness and will teach us how to be our good self. We will be able to learn a lot of beautiful precious and priceless lessons from that and imbibe even one bit if you could imbibe and apply in your own life that itself is redeeming it will become a redeeming factor for you so we should continue to do this parayan so for me example in my case this guru charitra is not i'm not doing this or reading this text scripture for the very first time i have done this a few times before with my krishna guruji where he will explain some of these profound meanings behind the leelas, the stories, what has been narrated here. So it is important on a regular basis to the, to you know study the scriptures and to do the parayan. It is extremely important. So you can also make a habit that every day you can spare even 15 minutes or half an hour to even read you know one small page or two page from any of the scripture that you, you like, which is palatable to you. So here Siddha Yogi said, what is his way of life is unceasing remembrance of Gurunath's glory. So we have to only talk about and remember the glories of the Guru. Your Ishta, your Ishta also is whoever that idol you love. You know, whether it could be Lord Shri Krishna, Shri Ram or any aspect of Vishnu, you know, who, and it could be your own Guruji. 
So if you wish to just remember his leelas, how beautiful his teachings are, how his ways of teaching, all that, that itself will purify your heart and mind. And you know, your mind is not going to be attached to the material worldly existence. It's not going to run after the sensual pleasures. On the contrary, it will become attached to the divine Lord Almighty. Then you'll become detached. Then you'll become dispassionate. And the last and most important thing which you'll be able to achieve is discrimination. What does discrimination mean? Discrimination means to see God in everybody. And most important, that to understand that this entire universe and the world is unreal. Only the truth is, God alone is the truth. He's the only truth that is existing in this world. So it's important that you, you know, make it a practice in your own life. And then he's saying, chanting of Gurunath's name, most important. You know, we have studied this enough in Sai Satcharitra Parayan. In that Baba says, you know, you know, you have to chant the name of the Divine Lord or your Guru Mantra or also take the name of your Guru. That is what has to be always on your lip. We should not speak anything else, but chant the name of the divine. Even if you are working, doing anything within yourself, you can always keep chanting the name. That is what will help you evolve. And you're not going to be attached to anything that you do in this world. Then you will be able to perform Nishkama Karma, which means selfless action. Very naturally it will happen. And you're not going to bother about the end results. What am I going to get? How am I going to get? You're not going to get attached and be bothered about any of these things. So please always chant the name of your Guru or the Guru Mantra which you are Guru must have initiated you in. And even if you're not being initiated or you don't even have a Guru Mantra, it doesn't matter. You can just take the name of the Lord, Divine Lord, whoever is your Ishta. It could be Lord Shri Krishna, you can chant Krishna, Krishna, Krishna or you can say Radha Krishna. You can say anything which is your own favorite. You can call Govinda, you can call uh, Baba, you can call anybody, you know. Everything is beautiful. It's divine. At the end of the day, it is divinity. So taking the name of the God is most important. Then and reading and rereading Parayana of Guru Charitra, which recounts the Leelas of Gurunath, are my sole sustenance and very way of life. So here Siddha Muni is explaining how what is his way of life? How does he live? Because Namdarak asked him a very beautiful question. The question was, please teach me your way of life and what do you eat and how do you live? And he also says, I want to become your disciple. See, it's very important. Without a Guru, you can't realize God. So Guru is the doorway to God. The significance and the importance of Guru needs to be understood very well in your life. Please do not discount this term Guru. Guru means one who removes the darkness or ignorance from your life. And he's the one who's the illuminer of knowledge. Who illumines you with enlightenment. So it's very important that you understand the significance of the word Guru itself. See, for those who have your Guru, please be very grateful and, you know, rever him. Because our human mind is a very deceitful creature. It is very, you know, it's very, it has its own self-conceit and deceit. It doesn't want you to evolve. It doesn't want you to, you know, overcome the mind itself. So it, it always wants to instigate or say all the wrong things about your Guruji or whatever he's teaching. It will never show you what is the truth. 
So it is always going to show you the downside. So be very careful of your mind. See what is spirituality all about to understanding that I am not this body, the mind, um, the senses, the three gunas. I am none of this. I am that spirit. I am the divine being. But to understand and to realize that you need the guru. But what does the mind do? It creates obstacles so that you don't evolve on that path. You don't grow on that path. So it's always going to create doubts in your mind about your guru. When your guru says, no, you have done this wrong. The mind says, what is that wrong that I have done? I am always perfect. The mind always wants to show its supremacy over, your, over the gods. Please understand, mind is also a representation of Lord Indra. And Indra is always worried about his throne. He doesn't want to let go of his throne. So what happens? He He's fearful. So he's going to instigate you more and more. And you know, the Maya will become stronger in your life because you will fall for the delusion. And then you can't see the truth alone. The truth is never going to be experienced by you. So why do you want to get into that? Don't ever get into that. So always be cautious aware of what your mind is doing but if you think the mind is saying the right things and you can say sorry from your mouth but yet your mind will say what is the wrong I've done and then please understand whatever the sorry you have said has no value likewise my Krishna Guruji teaches us all of his disciples and me he's like don't have attachment to your parents material worldly you know things in this world whether it is your job family children nothing but somewhere even without our knowledge, in our subconsciously, we are still attached. And he'll say, tell me one thing, what does detachment mean? Sometimes you still don't understand detachment. He'll say simply, why are you even trying to figure out what is happening in someone's world and whether they are fine, they are not fine. The fact that you're thinking about them is that you're, you're attached to that object. So if you're not going to be thinking about them, then you are not going to be attached. You will do things very naturally. So sometimes certain lessons are very hard for us to understand until we go through that real-time experience of that word, which is whether it is detachment or dispassion or discrimination. Till that knowledge doesn't become firm within us, we are still going to be dithering. And the worst part is your mind is going to play havoc on you. It is always going to say, you are right. You know, your Guruji is wrong. This is how your mind is going to say, you have not done anything wrong. Please remember, they are all saying all, all nonsensical things. You are doing the right thing. This is how your mind is going to talk. So beware. I have experienced this personally during my initial days, you know, as I was evolving on my spiritual journey with my Krishna Guruji. Many a time my mind has said, you have not done wrong. And that time my Guruji, when he points out certain mistakes of what I have done, I, my mind will say, oh, I have not done anything wrong. I have done all the right things. You know what my Krishna Guruji will say? You still feel, are you still feeling that you have not done anything wrong? I, I will tell him, yes. And he will say, someday you will get this lesson and then you will realize and understand what I am saying. At this moment, just let it be. And he'll say, your sorry is not accepted because that sorry has never come from your heart. And because your mind still thinks and believes, you have not done anything wrong. So this is how it works. But yes, many, sometimes it is it has happened immediately. Sometimes it has taken time. But yes, I have understood that I have done wrong. And that time, when that sorry is said from within your being, innermost being, when you ever, when you truly regret what you have done and say sorry, only then that sorry gets accepted, not otherwise. 
Please remember this very well. So don't let the mind come in between your guru and yourself because that is going to be your downfall. That is going to be an obstacle on the path of guru bhakti because still you don't overcome your mind and become submissive, become humble, then there is no way you can ever evolve. You might not say anything from your mouth, but if your mind is going to talk within and say all the things and yet you keep quiet, it's still you're, you're still going to have that obstacle. So please remember this. This is very, very dangerous on, on the spiritual progress. But we have to overcome. Please remember the grace of your Guru is always on you. He's ever benevolent. His benediction is on your head. He's so compassionate. He'll always teach you how to overcome. He's, he has all the patience in the world. Because he knows this human being has a fallible nature which is bound to make mistakes. So he continues to forgive, forgive, forgive. And someday with the hope that you will understand, you will do your sadhana, you will be able to overcome that mind of yours. Then you will realize the truth. So he doesn't give up on any of his devotees or disciples. He continues to strive teaching them that believing that someday he will see the day of light. You know, that ray of hope is always there and he will see the light at the end of the tunnel. That is how he looks at it. But he knows you know, no matter what it is, he has to continue to do his job and his job is very tough. I'll always tell my Krishna Guruji, you know, I don't want to take your position at all. Your, your position is not coveted by anybody. It's very tough to be in that seat. That hot seat is very, very, uh, uh, a very tough position to be in. It's a huge responsibility. He's a divine Lord Almighty, yet he has to, you know, take so many different things from everybody. He has to go through a lot of things himself. Which, is, which we can never see through. He suffers for everybody's karma. He suffers for other people's sin. He's ever there for, you know, solving everybody else's problems. He has to give everybody their answers. And yet people do not adhere to it. And then what happens? When you have been instructed, don't do something. They will go and do the same thing and then end up bringing more karma. Where he will have to suffer for all that. He, it's very sad because you know why? He knows that they are not capable of that suffering because he knows what is going to come because of their actions. The future is already there, you know, laid down. And if they have not listened to him, his universe is then going to make them learn the hard lesson, give them the hard lesson. The Maya is very dangerous. They don't know what they are getting into. That is why it is very important that you listen to your Guruji. Please remember this lesson. It is extremely important. This Guru Charitra is that, you know, the Amrit. Amrit is this uh, divine, I don't know what is the English word, uh, divine nectar, I can say that, which is, which gives you that redemption. So please listen to him, you know, take the lessons and apply in your life. He showed him the bundle of palm leaves, which was the record of Guru Leela's, which he always carried with him and which was his priceless treasure. He further said, Guru Charitra is the panacea for all the ills of the world and reading it or listening to its narration will relieve men of all their mundane worries and would enter on them enduring peace, happiness and spiritual enlightenment. Exactly. This is the Amrit, the divine nectar, which is 
which will cure of all your illness, sickness, worries, everything. When you you will become divine, your your heart is going to be purified, your mind will be purified, and you will have this. You will surrender unto the lotus feet of your guru. You will understand what this word guru means because we still don't understand the profound meaning of the word guru itself. In Guru Charitra, you will. You will, as we evolve and once we go ahead, you know, slowly, slowly, you will understand and learn that what profoundness the word Guru means, how important Guru Bhakti is. I'm sure we did a lot in Sai Baba's scripture, but yet Guru Charitra is most favorite script, uh, scripture of mine. And this is very, very profound because it is the life stories of Lord Dattatre in the avatar of Narsimha Saraswati Sripad Srivallam. And they recount what all they have done, how they lived, what kind of disciples they have, what you should do, how do you attain Guru Bhakti, why a Guru is so important in one's life. This is something you need to take it to your heart, make a mission of your life, make it a sole goal and sole purpose of having this human existence. Having born as this human being, please use this opportunity for attaining God-realization. It is the, like Kamadin, the celestial cow and the Kalpa Vriksha, the celestial tree and will fulfill all human desires and aspirations. Speaking thus, Siddha Yogi led Namdarak to the holy Ashwata tree on the banks of Bhima Amraja Sangam. So what is he saying here? Please remember this Guru Charitra is like the Kamadenu, the celestial cow, and the Kalpa Viksha, the celestial tree, and will fulfill all human desires and aspirations. See, he's saying it fulfills human desires and aspirations. Please remember, it is extremely important that you don't focus on have you know getting full your know, fulfillment of your petty human desires. See, because that is not what you want to seek. What you want to seek is that the highest spiritual enlightenment. You want to attain the highest spiritual being. That should be your aspiration. That should be your goal. Don't go and seek for your petty human desires. The fulfillment of your human desires is not necessary because that is what is going to lead you towards your downfall. So don't ask that. I rather, you know, suggest that you seek your highest spiritual being. That is what the that is what will help you uplift yourself, empower yourself, and realize the God within you. So that you can become enlightened and release for seven generations above and seven generations below you. So it is extremely important that you go on that spiritual journey. Speaking thus, Siddha Yogi led Namdarak to the holy Ashwata tree on the banks of Bhima Amraja Sangam. Siddha Yogi seated himself at the foot of the tree and asked Namdarak also to be seated in front of him. Namdarak pleaded with Siddha Yogi to narrate the Guru Charitra and said, One great doubt troubles me much and you must first clear it for me. Why should the one who is beyond all gunas and qualities, who is formless, take form at all and especially the human form and come down to earth? I am unable to reason out and understand why, while men strive all their lives to conquer and transcend their three their three gunas and take to severest penances while the sole objective of getting freedom from the trialdom of the body and to merge in the formless God. God himself assumes human form and incarnates on earth. 
what was the reason for nirguna to become saguna please make it clear to me very 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 good question very important question has this question ever you know have you ever thought about this question why does god have to take a human form we are all trying to strive go through severest of the penances to transcend the three gunas to overcome this mind body senses everything ego whatever that exists in this human birth we try to transcend all of that overcome and become divine and here the nirguna which is the formless which is the unmanifest why is he becoming a saguna which is form why is he taking a form why is he coming into a manifestation why is he manifesting that is the question is asking see we are all striving so hard who he, already the divine lord is beyond all the three gunas all the qualities who is already formless and why did he then why does he have to come and take a human birth very important question let us understand what the siddha muni is saying now the siddha yogi then began to narrate as follows whenever earth is overpowered by evil and the gentle and pious folks are harassed and troubled by asuras that is by the demonic natured people and whenever righteousness is on the decline god incarnates on earth to restore dharma to punish the wicked and to reform them and to protect the pious and the good see okay and to punish sorry what's it to punish the wicked and to reform them and to protect the pious and good the devotees especially will be ever protected by god exactly what lord shri, shri krishna has said right every whenever there is a dharm to the you know, to the rising it's 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 risen then every every single time at that moment the lord takes the form he comes to protect his devotees and disciples and put back dharma in order so he established the dharma why because people have gone astray there's lot of unrighteousness that is exactly what is mentioned the pious folks are harassed by the demonic natured people but you know how beautiful this is so what is it meaning you know i'll tell you a very important thing we this human body has both the gods and demons within us we actually learned about it during the devi mahatmyam parayan if you don't remember please go and listen to my devi mahatmyam satsang in that we have talked the devi kills so many different kinds of asuras chanda munda nishumba um, you know chamunda so many different uh, so many different asuras dhumralochana i can't remember the other names uh, madhu kaita yes so uh, raktabij most important so like that she kills all these demons but what does it mean when the people the hasuras who are filled with demonic nature so who is this asuras there is no asuras outside see this human body has both god and demons within us so if we practice or become demonic in nature because the evil propensities also exist within us the divine propensities also exist within us so do you want to rise or fall down is the choice that you have but because the people have gone astray gone on the path of unrighteousness they are troubling the pious and the righteous people so the divine lord manifests to put back dharma in order to put back dharma in on the path sorry to bring back all the adharmic 
people on the path of dharma which means he is giving an opportunity even to this demonic people sorry people with demonic nature so what does he do he is also giving them a chance to rise above to become godly that is exactly what god does i think we also uh, studied about it in sai satcharitra parayan when baba says look my grace is more so on the unrighteous or people who have fallen down why because everybody should get an opportunity like my krishna guruji says see when uh, uh, there's a very nice story about uh, um i think it's i forgot in whether it is in bible or in which scripture it is mentioned a father has two sons okay and in that one son is a very good son who does everything the father is saying he takes responsibility he he helps his father run the business he goes and earns money he works at home he is doing everything that is important and a dutiful son i can say the second son takes away all the money all the wealth from the father goes leaves home goes away you know he wants to do something on his own then all that money is lost and then he he has nothing and finally one day the second son says i want to come back he understands his mistake and he says i want to come back so at that time the father runs to welcome the son who has not even bothered to take care of his father who is not even bothered to ask whether he is there or not there but he has only used all the wealth he has lost everything and now he is coming back so the first son the one who is very good and very dutiful son asks the father father i have been so good to you i have done everything and yet when my brother who has gone and lost everything and now he wants to come back you are all more excited and you are welcoming him so though i have done all of this and you don't seem to you know have the excitement for me and that time the father says you know what son you are very good you have been a very dutiful son you have done everything as per you know your your duties you have prescribed duties you you been on a path of righteousness you have done all the right things but please know that he has he has gone away he has gone astray he has gone on the path of unrighteousness and today he wants to come back so i am more happy to welcome him because he needs that care he needs that love i want to i want him to be back on that path so god also is like this like that's what baba explained the people who have completely gone off track they've gone astray the grace is more on them because they are getting a chance they are giving them a chance so that they can rise above and become divine that is why it is very important that you evolve and not fall down take the grace of your guru and god when you have it don't ever lose that it is very rare to get this grace and and you know the grace of the guru and the god you know why it takes many lives of good merit which you should have accumulated only then can you have that meeting with them it's not uh, it's not you who finds the guru the guru finds you and most important the three things you need to have one is the first is the human birth second is the grace of the god and when you have these two and sorry the third thing is you need to have the burning desire within yourself to understand why am i 
born what is the purpose of my life when these three things happen then the guru finds you not otherwise so all these three things coming together itself is a boon and we don't realize how blessed we are when we have the guru in our life we need to make use of this precious and priceless moment the time that we have with him to re to redeem ourselves to quickly achieve our goal and not waste time getting lost in the material worldly attachments you know job money family all that that is that's not going to give you anything that is only going to give you misery please understand anything in the material world is only transient transient means what it is only momentary see today i have a desire i want to eat an ice cream i the desire is only that mo that moment right and i want to eat an ice cream so i keep saying i want an ice cream i want an ice cream but the moment i eat that ice cream my desire is fulfilled it's satiated that happiness is at that moment alone the moment my ice cream touches my tongue and i put it in my mouth ah that that satisfaction ah i enjoyed but that is just that for that moment what happens then what happens the next moment then you have something else you want so where is this permanent happiness that is why happiness is only a state of mind in spiritual we say we call it blissful state blissful state doesn't mean you are happy or you are sad you are just in oneness with the divine understanding everything in the world is unreal and you are here to do serve a purpose of why god has given you this human birth so once you serve your purpose you finish your duties and then you go back from where you came to the lord almighty that is what is important which means you have gotten yourself enlightenment or self realization or god realization whatever you want to call it but at the end of the day the goal is to realize the truth that i am not this body is very important and uh, taking yourself out of the karmic loop the cycle of birth and death that is what has to be your focus and if you can't do that please remember you are going to be miserable all your life and sanctioning many more lifetimes of birth and death why do you need that misery redeem yourself now is the time don't waste please you know i'm telling you this out of experience don't waste because time itself is essence of lord shri krishna and if we don't respect time time is never going to be on our side and what is lost can never be got back because in our world in the material world the time is always ticking but in the divine lord's world the time is just there because he is the call himself so don't waste this time and don't waste this opportunity so coming back god incarnates on earth to restore dharma to punish the wicked and to reform them reform them and to protect the pious and the good the devotees especially will be ever protected by god good god brooks no harm to be done to his ardent and faithful devotees by anyone or being let me tell you the anecdote of ambrisha which will explain to you clearly the mystery of the avatars okay let us understand why does god take avatars king ambrisha was a very righteous ruler and was also a great devotee of lord shri hari he was a scrupulous follower of all shastric injunctions once after observing the ekadashi fast on the following morning he was about to break his fast just at that time sage durbasa arrived the king offered his obeisances to the sage and prayed that he should accept his hospitality 
the sage agreed and to bathe in the river, telling that he would return soon. But hours passed by and yet the sage did not return. It was nearing midday and the Dwadasi hours were passing away. Unless Amrisha broke the fast before the Dwadasi hours passed away, the fruits of the Ekadashi fast would be lost altogether. Consulting his priest, he sipped a little water, taking the Lord's name. The fast was thereby symbolically broken, yet without actually any food being taken. The sage returned after midday. He was furious that the king had taken something, though it be just water, without having offered him any food. In his fury, he was about to curse the king. Just at this juncture, as Amrisha was all the time praying and was totally absorbed in the thought of Lord Shri Hari, the latter appeared and told Durvasa that he might curse him, Shri Hari, instead of cursing Amrisha, his devotee. Durvasa foresaw how immensely the curse was going to benefit the world and pronounced the curse upon Shri Hari that he would have to be born again and again in the world, beginning with life of a fish and further in one of the avatars that he would have no steady place to live in and would be continuously wandering and be forever on the move from place to place, thus indicating the Datta avatar too. Oh my God, how beautiful it is. You know, you need to understand something very important here. The story only narrates that everything is done with the divine will alone. See, Durvasa Maharishi Muni is only an instrument. He is a sage. He, he knows everything. He is an avatar of Shivji himself. You know what? The reason why these sages do certain things is because there is everything is only going to be for the well-being of this entire universe well-being for the devotees, disciples and for this entire world. So no action is performed because there is something bad is going to happen. That whole reason why Amrisha was supposed to break the fast and Durvasa Maharishi Muni getting angry and then Lord Shri Hari coming to save his devotee is all a leela. Leela means it's a play. Why? Because there is something that needs to be done. So these are the beautiful plays of the Divine Lord Almighty. We might not understand the significance, but here it is very nicely explained. We might think, oh my God, imagine, you know, in this Durva Samharishi Muni will become a bad character. Oh, look, he's so bad, he's cursing Amrisha. No, it is very sweet, it's programmed like that. The divine beings know, Durva Samharishi Muni knows that. Likewise, Sri Krishna knows that, that this is how it is going to happen. Imagine if, if Durva Samaharishi Muni wouldn't have cursed as prescribed by Lord Sri Hari, then do you think that Lord would have manifested, Dashavata would have ever happened, Lord Dathatre would have ever incarnated? No, but today, aren't we the most luckiest? India is the most holiest land. Why? Because Lord Sri Krishna, through all these great avatars manifested on this on this holy land on our, in, in our country. It says mother country. And today we need to remember that. But unfortunately, we are losing that, that spirituality, that, that divinity. Why? Because everything is becoming materialistic. Why? Again, yesterday we, we did a beautiful lesson that this is the age of Kali. So Kali Purusha is 
pushing everything towards destruction. So it is important that we focus on attaining divine, becoming divine and attaining the divinity and going towards our spiritual being. So that is why the divine Lord Almighty manifests in the form of a guru or any kind of avatars so that they can come to establish dharma. That is the purpose and that is very nicely explained here through this beautiful story about Amrisha and Lord uh, Sage Durvasa. The curse of Durvasa thus became a blessing to the world. The Lord had to take incarnations on earth. Besides the ten principal incarnations, he took many other incarnations which are all described in Srimad Bhagavad. One of the most glorious incarnations was that of Sri Dattatreya. How beautiful it is. So here we end, thus ends the third chapter of Sri Guru Charitra describing sage Durvasa's curse on Sri Hari, which had led to the Lord's incarnations on earth. So glory to the all-merciful, the omnipresent and the ever-responsive Gurunath. So we have still 20 minutes left. I'll continue with an another chapter. So, I'll also talk, okay, so the different avatars is also given. Each of the incarnations or avatars has a profound and eternal message. Let me read this for you. Matsya avatar is the fish avatar. Recover the treasure of wisdom from the deluge of doubt. So, what this avatar came and what was the significance it did? What was the significance behind this avatar and what was achieved? That is what is mentioned here. So, I will read it out for you. Kurma avatar, tortoise, live unattached as master here of here and hereafter. Have you seen tortoise? How does it live? There's a beautiful significance of what tortoise mean. Why is the tortoise? If you look at tortoise, it has a hard shell on, on the top and whenever if somebody is coming, it will draw itself inwards, the limbs and its head, you know. It will go inwards, which means we have to draw our senses inwards. That is the significance and live un, uh, live unattached, sorry, yeah, live unattached as master of here and hereafter. So we, we have to live in detachment. That is what Kurmavta signifies. Varaha, Bor, carry the burden of duty on the twin tusks of discipline and devotion. So have you seen the Bor? It has got the two tusks. And it means you have to carry the burden of the duty of discipline and devotion. Oh my God. Discipline and devotion, very tough things to do. Discipline today, oh my God. Every single day we have to wake up at certain hour. What happens? It is raining. Oh, can I just sleep? Ah, I feel so, uh, so good. I can't wake up. My mind says it's okay. Today one day you can sleep for 15 minutes more. And then what happens? I have lost my time. Oh, I have to, oh my meditation time is gone. Now I need to get up. This is what happens. Discipline. Mm -hmm. We can't be disciplined. So what is the most important sadhana here? You have to train your mind to become disciplined. And this doesn't happen overnight. You have to practice, 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 practice. Till the time you become perfect at it. Which means then it becomes effortless in your life. My Krishna Guruji will always say, once you have practiced over a period of time and disciplined yourself, then it becomes an effort, effortless action. And that is when you will be able to perform Nishkama Karma. This is extremely important. Please remember this. And then devotion. Why devotion? 
Devotion means we need to have ekagrata, single pointed devotion to the duty or job or task that we are doing. Today what is happening is our mind cannot concentrate beyond a certain point. It is, it is thinking too many things. It's running hither, 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 hither. It cannot focus. Today, concentration and focus is a big challenge. We don't have single-pointed focus in anything that we do. We cannot sit for too long in, a, in, in the same place. That is why we are not able to achieve anything spectacular in our world. But you, if you look at it in the, in the past times, there are people who have done some phenomenal things in this world. Why? Because they had this discipline and devotion in them. So please understand, there are, there are very powerful meanings behind these great avatars. They have not just given kurma. What, why is kurma? Why is tortoise? What does it mean? Everything has a spiritual and very important uh, lesson for us to take in our life. So that we can apply. See, spirituality is not a joke. It, it's, it doesn't, oh, tortoise. We don't even understand why tortoise. We have never questioned. Has anybody taught you this? At least I have not been, I have not learned until the time I met my Guruji. Uh, we, I just know the avatar is there. Fish, fish avatar happened. Then, you know, the kurma avatar happened. That's tortoise. But why tortoise? We have never understood. See, all these leelas, the perfect, there is a very profound significance there is a purport of this the, there's a purport behind the stories but we don't know because even our ancestors my, our parents great grandparents nobody taught us because they themselves didn't learn this so when you're getting the knowledge learn and please you know impart to those who need to understand and become good especially your children the future generation they need to have this knowledge if you go ask any child today, they don't know. Why? Because they, the, the parents themselves don't know. So the knowledge is being lost. So let us not lose this beautiful knowledge. Then comes Narsimha. Lion form. A man in a lion form. You know? Let not your ego hide the glory of God. How beautiful it is. Let not your ego hide the glory of God. What is, what happens to a man, the divinity, why does it hide within us? Because we become very egoistic in nature. I know, you know, I, I have done this, don't teach me. We, we don't have this humility to learn. We think we know too much. I'll give you my own example with my Krishna Guruji. Especially with the aspect of cooking. You know, I've, I have limited knowledge. Obviously, this I didn't understand before because we think, what we learn from our mothers or grandmothers or great-grandparents, that is how we are supposed to do. And they are all some perfect people who know too much in cooking. But what I learned from my Guruji is that I hardly know anything because I am just making something that was done without having that understanding. Why should, an example, if you if you're tempering, first you put the oil, then you put the mustard seeds, then you put cumin seeds. And then there is a process of tempering. What has to go first? Which ingredient has to go first? And then why should this go second, third, like that in, in the sequence? I have not even understood this. The, the way I have learned cooking is, okay, you need to put A, B, C, D ingredients and then temper it and then put the onion, then the vegetables and then make the veg, then cook the vegetable. That is how I have learned. But never understood why should something go first, second. We have never questioned. So that is why our knowledge is very limited. 
and when my krishna guru ji said these things then i learned oh my god so first is you have to be humble you cannot have your ego oh i know don't teach me then you are never going to get that knowledge the moment you bring your ego you will never get the knowledge so this is very important so go with humility and this is very beautifully explained in all the scriptures especially in shrimad bhagavatam where the sages sitting in front of sutta goswami says you have asked the uh, sukadev you you went and very submissively asked him to give you the stories about shrimad bhagavat to explain what did uh, parikshit learned what was taught to him so this is very important so when you go with submissive and humility with complete surrender that is when the knowledge will be given to you that is when the knowledge will open up otherwise nobody is going to give you that knowledge my krishna i i watched my krishna guruji and he will always say i don't know i have no knowledge though he is the master of all knowledge yet he shows his he demonstrates his humility and if somebody comes to him he will say please explain i don't know though he has all knowledge you know why he says that so that then the other person will talk and and share more information so you have to be humble knowledge can come only with humility not with ego so what happens when you have ego you don't let the god within you come out nobody can see the glory of the lord it is only your ego that is being displayed so most important don't display your ego because the ego hides the glory of the lord within you next is vamana avatar what is the lesson learned from this offer yourself at the feet of the lord and gain the feet ah how beautiful offer yourself at the feet of the lord surrender what do you need to surrender ego mind body arrogance senses all your tendencies vrittis everything you have to go naked naked means remove all these kanchukas that you have within you and surrender that divinity under his feet and attain his feet that is what it means only when you attain the lotus feet of the divine that is when you attain the divinity not otherwise so you have to surrender everything what will stop you from not surrendering is your ego your mind your arrogance thinking that you are something greatest thing that has happened on planet earth never have that so please go surrender i hope you know the story about the bali maharaj bali maharaj uh, was known for being the greatest dani he could give anything to anybody right and then uh, lord comes in the form of bhaman avatar and then what does he say uh, he comes in the form of a brahman that's bhamana bhamana is the short uh, he is quite short very short and he comes in that form to test bali maharaj and that time bali maharaj says what can i offer ask anything that you want he said tells the lord and that time lord says i want i um, you know three measures so he says whatever my feet touches in three measures say so, no that's it ah uh, please ask so the lord's feet with one feet he can co- covers the entire universe then the next feet covers the entire earth and he says where will i keep my third feet and then bali maharaj understands oh my god you know what bali maharaj says please keep it on my head that means subduing of your ego and the lord put his feet on his head his ego he overcame that ego then he realized then the lord made him the king of the nether worlds 
So Bali Maharaj is also a greatest devotee of Lord Shri Krishna. So like this, you have been taught different lessons. What should you not do? So we have to, you know, take these lessons and practice it conscience, consciously, not to having our ego, to overcome, you know, that arrogance. How can you overcome? Someone yesterday gave me a feedback, said, yes, we, you are teaching, you are sharing what not to do. But how do we practice what to be done? I gave a simple example here. So when I go to my Guruji saying, Guruji, please teach me how to cook a particular dish. I cannot say I know this. What am I supposed to do there? I have to shut my mouth and just watch and learn from him. I have to ask the question, why are you, what is the sequence that is following? Why is he doing certain things in a particular way? So those are the things that I need to learn like a child who doesn't have any knowledge or any idea about and is going and learning from the mother. So similarly, you have to learn with humility. You, need, you should not open your mouth and talk too much because you don't have the knowledge. So be humble and watch and learn from the person and then ask the right questions. So that is what you have to do to overcome your ego. And the most important thing is you have to study about the subject. Like my Krishna Guruji is a master of all subjects. He can read 8 hours a day plus give his satsang plus do everything else. That energy, that is the level we have to empower ourselves. We all have this capability within us but unfortunately we don't do. So doing is a must. What is today not happening is the doership. Nobody wants to do because we are in the age of Kali. We are filled with lethargy, inertia and tamas. So we have to overcome that. So that is only through extraordinary self-effort. Everything again stems back with, with your own self. There is nobody who can give it to you from outside. You are the one who is your best friend and you are the one who is your worst enemy too. As explained by Lord Sri Krishna from Bhagavad Gita. We, are, we, are, we go back everything, you know, we will go back everywhere and come back to the same place. So all the lessons, when any scripture you take, it is only teaching the same thing. Empower the God within yourself. How do you do it? That is what has been taught. So practice, practice, practice. The only way is practice. Someday you will reach there. Have that faith in yourself. Parashurama. Next avatar. Learn the lesson of surrender or suffer. Again, that is very beautiful. What is the lesson? So Parashurama was very, uh, an angry sage. He came, He his avatar was to destroy all the the kings, the, the Rajasik kings, the clan of the kings, because there is a story behind that. How, I'm not going to go in details because we have 10 more minutes left, so I want to finish the other four avatars, but we will talk about the story some other time. But what is the lesson here? Lesson of surrender or suffer. So you have to surrender. Surrender to whom? To the divine. And in, in this avatar, Parshuram is a Disciple of Lord Datatre himself. And Datatre gives him a very beautiful knowledge. That is how the scripture Tripura Rahasyam has come into existence. And in that he is teaching how do you attain the divinity. Again, it's a, it's a very profound scripture. God willing, let us do sometime with the grace of my Guru. If he ordains me to do that scripture, we will definitely do that. It's a very, very profound scripture. And in that Lord Datatreya has taught what is the purpose of this human birth? How do we overcome our anger? Parshuram was a very angry uh, avatar. His avatar represents anger, very powerful. 
he would destroy all the uh, you know the the kings who who would come and who had done the adharma here and there's a very beautiful story as well where parshuram also encounters he fights with shri ram and both don't win because they are the same aspect of that avatar themselves so it's very beautiful there are different stories we will discuss that in detail as we evolve but i'm not going to go in detail about it but here the lesson is surrender or you will suffer so surrender unto the lotus feet of your guru to the divine and you will evolve but if you don't surrender then you will have to suffer all the miseries of this material world shri ram what one meets in life is destiny and how one meets it is self effort what does it mean what one meets in life is destiny and how one meets it is self effort it's very beautiful see shri ram had a very interesting uh, teachings that he had you know he was there to establish and one is how to be a righteous king he was the he was an avatar and had he was ever compassionate he was benevolent he followed all the orders of life the dharma he was very very benevolent and he had to go through the vanavas and in that he saying what one meets in life is destiny and how one meets it is self effort see when you put your self effort you are able to overcome your destiny because destiny is anyway predefined but how one meets it is self effort but how do you meet it that is the most important thing that you have to ask yourself and to this my krishna guruji has explained very nicely see destiny is already predefined but when you have your guru they will always give you the choice and that knowledge is imparted to you and when you have that right knowledge the choice is something that you have to take on how are you going to meet it and self effort is mentioned here self effort means you have to go through that process but when you put your effort and when you have the grace of the divine being you will be able to overcome but in shri ram's life whatever was programmed and whatever he came he had manifested for he achieved that purpose that lesson was being imparted those roles were played everything is about attaining spirituality alone and some day again i will explain to you what is ramayana mean who is ram who is sita who is ravana so every manifestation is only coming to establish that aspect of dharma alone nothing more than that in all of this all the avatars are talking what overcoming your mind ego you know uh, letting your senses you know going inwards and not outwards not running after the sensual pleasures surrendering this is all is the aspects of spirituality alone how to become divine how to transcend this mind body senses ego everything and become that divine being that is what all these avatars represent lord shri krishna strive to become an instrument in my hand ah how beautiful what is lord shri krishna's teaching his entire bhagavad gita is saying only one thing to arjuna lift your bow and arrow and shoot second is become the tool in my hands don't use your mind and ego and give it your own self deceit and conceit and take to your egoistic stand and say that i am not going to do it 
And then Lord says, please know, remember that born out of your own nature, you will be perforce performing the same action as though mounted on the machine. You know, so this is a very important lesson. So don't give in to your egoistic behavior. Surrender, become an instrument in my hand. Serve the purpose of why you have gone. Serve my purpose in this world. That is what Lord Shri Krishna imparts in Bhagavad Gita. Buddha, protect yourself so that you may aid others to perfect themselves. What does it mean? First, you have to empower yourself so that you can empower the rest of the world. And you can save the world. So we are here to do good to this humankind. We are here to serve the purpose. We are here to serve the mankind, humankind rather. So please empower yourself so that you can empower others. Kalki, build a mansion of life on truth, morality, peace, love and non-violence. Satya, Dharma, Shanti, Prema and Ahimsa, which is what today we are experiencing, right? Where is Satya? Absolute, there is no Satya in this world. All your moral values have gone out of the window. People don't even know how to respect another human being. They don't know what it means to be their good self. They don't know how to love. Nothing exists today. Moral values has become zero. Next is peace. Ah, peace. Everybody's trying to run, searching for peace. And do you think peace is so easily attained? They don't understand what peace means. So that is the first thing they need to figure it out. So they're trying to do yoga, meditation to seek peace. It doesn't work like that. Non-violence, uh, there is everywhere fights, destruction. We are all violent people. We are becoming violent. We are doing violence in this world. Why do we have to? There is no need. Can we not live in harmony? So that is what is missing. And then what? Dharma, righteousness, is totally gone out of the window. Prema, love. Where is it today? It's not there. Nobody, the people have lost the, um, the quality, the value of love. Nobody knows what it means to love. Everybody is like, you scratch my back, I scratch my back. That is the age we have entered and that is called the age of Kali. So here the Dharma is, which of course Kalki Avatar is not yet come in, come in, but that is the next Avatar of the Lord where he's going to come the build, to build the mansion of life on truth, moral, morality, peace, love and non-violence. So that is what the Lord comes to establish on this planet Earth. So with this, we end the third chapter of Guru Charitra, Reason Behind Sri Hari's Incarnations. So thank you for joining the satsang. I wish you all a very happy Guruvar and a very have a good day. See you all tomorrow at the same time. Om Shri Mahaganapate Namaha, Om Shri Gurudev Datta, Om Shri Tajdananda Sadguru Sainath Maharaj Ki Jai, Om Namo Bhagavade Vasudevaya, Digambara Digambara Shripad Vallabha Digambara, Om Shri Krishna Guru Natanathaya Shri Gurve Namaha, Om Devi Durgaya Namaha, Om Shri Krishna Arpanam Namastu, Krishna Mande Jagat Guru.